When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back to the Ancient World Podcast and our series on Dante's Inferno. And in this episode, we're going to look at Circle 7 and we're going deeper into the city of the underworld. And we're also going to meet the fraud monster, Geryon. And overall, we're now moving deeper into the lower circles. And this is also where reason will now gradually be more used for, for evil intents, for damaging intents. So there's a contrast compared to outside the city of the underworld, where you have a lack of self-restraint, the incontinence, where people are not using the reason, only following their passions. And now deeper into Inferno, people or the souls have used their reason, but for evil purposes. So that is much more damaging and much more serious mistakes, vices, and sins. So the storyline for this part is that Virgil, they're sitting on the brink and they're getting used to this disgusting fumes, the vile fumes that are coming up from the inner three circles. And Virgil explains the whole structure, the map of the Inferno, and now we will have violence and fraud as the next two categories. And he connects this to the Nicomachean ethics from Aristotle. And then he talks about three types of violence, which is violence against other people, violence against yourself, and violence against the divine and the heavens. So that is circle seven. And then the third category of sins, mistakes, vices is then fraud. And you have two types of fraud. One type is where there's no trust in the picture. And the other one is where there is trust and then trust is broken. So that's the betrayal and the traitors. And that's the innermost circle of Inferno. That is circle nine. And that is the, and the deepest, worst, most damaging sins or mistakes. And then the pilgrim asks about the things they've seen so far on the journey. And then Virgil explains to him, and he also says uh, explicitly, have you forgotten how your ethics read? So Dante's putting in and kind of naming the, the work from Aristotle with the ethics through Virgil. And he reminds us about the incontinence and that outside the walls, you have less serious vices. And then they keep walking into the seventh circle. They meet the Minotaur from the labyrinth in Crete, the violent monster, the, the blend, the mixture of human and animal then made by the, the wife of King Minos and a bull. And the Minotaur is presiding over the seventh circle of violence. Then they come to a river of blood, which is the Phlegeton. 
and that river is filled with the souls who did violence upon others. And then they come to a dense forest, and that's the forest of the suicides, those who did violence on themselves. So here we meet Piero della Vigna, uh, who was a counselor of uh, the Emperor Frederick II of Sicily. And there's also, among others, an anonymous person from Florence who also then uh, killed himself in Florence. And then they get out of the forest and then they come to a stretch of burning sand and eternally raining flames. And there's a stream with boiling blood. And there they meet the blasphemers, for example, Capaneus, one of the kings who attacked Thebes and was also cursing Jupiter while he was scaling the walls. And therefore he was struck by a thunderbolt while he was doing the scaling. So this last uh, round in Circle 7 is then for those who were violent against the divine. And then they get out of the burning sand and they meet Brunetto Latini, who was Dante's former teacher and a Florentine intellectual. So they talk for a while, then they hear a distant roar of a waterfall. They come to the edge of a deep abyss and then Virtue throws a cord that the pilgrim had around his waist. And after a while, a horrible monster comes flying up. And then Geryon, the monster, takes them on his back and then they fly, fly down into the abyss, all the way to the bottom, and this is where the eighth circle begins. So we're going to read a couple of excerpts here. First, the beginning where Virgil is explaining the whole structure of Inferno. So he says here, Fraud that gnaws the conscience of its servants can be used on one who puts his trust in you, or else on one who has no trust invested. The latter sort seems only to destroy the bond of love that nature gives to people. So in the second circle, there are nests of hypocrites, flatterers, dabblers in sorcery, falsifiers, thieves, simonists, panderers, seducers, grafters, and like filth. The former kind of fraud both disregards the love nature enjoys and that extra bond between people which creates a special trust. Thus, it is in the smallest of the circles, at the Earth's center, around the throne of these, that traitors suffer their eternal pain. So this is then describing circle 8 and 9 with two different types of fraud. And the, the main key point here is if there is trust in the picture or not. And then we have the part where the pilgrim meets Brunetto Latini, and he says, I said... Is this really you there, Sir Brunetto? And he, oh my son, may it not displease you if Brunetto Latini lets his troop file on while he walks at your side for a little while. And they have a long conversation about many things, including more prophecies about Florence. So he says here, Brunetto Latini, about Florence, but that ungrateful and malignant people which descends from the Fiesole of old and still have rock and mountain in their blood, will become for your good deeds your enemy. And right they are. Among the bitter berries, there's no fit place for the sweet fig to bloom. They have always had the fame of being blind and envious people, proud and avaricious. You must not let their ways contaminate you. This is in some sense Dante's a judgment upon Florence and his own experience of living in Florence and the events, especially around 1300. 
And the last part uh, from this dialogue with Latini is when Dante shows his gratitude as a person. So he says, My mind is etched and now my heart is pierced with your kind image, loving and paternal. When living in the world, hour after hour, you taught me how a person makes himself eternal. And while I live, my tongue shall always speak of my debt to you and of my gratitude. So this is how Dante explains that his kind of vocation or or ambition in life, in part, is then through his own writing to become eternal, to get eternal life through writing the comedy eventually, and that was sparked, and the beginnings of it came then from his his uh, dialogues and his uh, his friendship with Brunetto Latini. So it's a very kind of personal. Uh, aspect we get here from how Dante is describing the, the, the role and the significance of, of Latini in his own life. And then we have when they come to the edge of the abyss, when they're throwing the cord down. So the pilgrim says, I wore a cord that fastened round my waist, with which I once had thought I might be able to catch the leopard with a gaudy skin. As soon as I removed it from my body, just as my guide commanded me to do, I gave it to him looped into a coil. Then taking it and turning to the right, he flung it quite a distance past the bank and down into the deepness of the pit. So this is a way of saying that they are using the arrogance, the pride, the hubris of the pilgrim in the beginning that he thought he could catch the leopard. They're using that to attract the fraud monster. So there's a deep symbolism here that that this type of arrogance and hubris will attract fraud and deeper sins in itself. And then the monster comes up and then they get on his back and they start flying down. And the last part of, of this section is that Jerion brought us down to the bottom, at the foot of the jagged cliff, almost against it. And once he got our bodies off his back, he shot off like a shaft shot from a bowstring. And then he just disappears up again. So then we are now at the bottom of the abyss, and this is where again the eighth circle begins. So just a couple of uh, important points here to sum it up. So we're now into the lower inferno. We're in the second category of the sins and mistakes, the category of violence. And now increasingly this is more and more damaging and more serious vices and sins, much more so than the lack of self-restraint. And then we have the fraud monster, he's important. He has a human face and a serpent body, meaning that fraud can look innocent and human, but there is some serpent-like uh, evil behind it. And then we have two circles left, so that's the fraud without trust first, and then fraud with trust. And then we're getting very much closer to the center of the earth here. And you can just also, a little reminder at the end here that these things and the, the devices, the mistakes, the sins are about impulses in ourselves and how we relate to our own passions and reason and use this and manage this. But it's also helpful to understanding other people around us. And it's also helpful to understand bigger forces in the culture and the society or in the country and, and forces that are shaping the world that you live in. So these mistakes can be at many different levels, which is why Dante keeps bringing in Florence as an example of how these dynamics also worked in his city. So next time we're going to move into circle eight and then the two circles of fraud. So 
Hope some of this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening and see you again in the next episode. Bye-bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.